0: So yeah, how, how Taylor. Do we, ha- I was just I, I I'm, being, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being like the teacher. Yes. And so I'm like, so how do what? How do we do this? How do we start? Like, what's the I think we've started? Do we have an well, intro. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Are we gonna do Not like my light
1: is exploding? In,
0: no, my, some kind of intro or <laughs> like, my name is or who are our, we is and, yeah. and
2: I thought Chad was yeah. gonna be singing a song that brought us in.
3: Yeah, I mean that's Why what I had have planned. You
4: agree to probably <laughs> by by it
3: was just sad.
2: <laughs> yeah, the song.
3: I mean, I had my jam worked up. I can. I mean, I'm just trying to be polite.
4: Jam it. This is almost oh, well, the bad. Jam. Be at the podium.
3: No, oh, Lord, no. My I, we, jam. We we want people to listen, right? That's the whole point is for people to listen. I mean, and yeah, the last thing
2: mean, you starting a podcast, I think I they mean,
4: will. I think the point <laughs> is for me to use this fancy microphone, and I think
2: it's I think it's
5: friends. The point of most of our things was just to entertain each other and ourselves. So. <laughs>
3: Hello and welcome to the first episode of All This Nothing and More. I am your co host, Chad. I'm from Alabama. Let's go around the circle and let's meet everybody.
0: Hi, I'm Laura. I'm in Austin, Texas. Hi, I'm Callie, and I am also from Alabama because I'm married to Chad. Hey, Hi, I'm Twyla, and I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Lucky
5: duck. <laughs> I've been there. Have you? have been there before. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! No, <God. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Rachel. I am Rachel, and I am
1: in North Carolina.
3: And last, but certainly not least.
2: Hi, I'm Sherry. I am from Portland, Oregon.
3: So we have, a, we have a nice smattering of the continental United States of America.
0: First smattering. Hmm. <laughs> Well, and since we all met, in, you know, pre-pandemic times, not too much. We have we have our group chat. We talk all day long about other things besides Hanson. Sometimes all this, but or not. Mm-hmm. We talk nothing. about all nothing. this <laughs> and, and more, more. Hey, <laughs> mostly nothing. Mostly nothing. Mostly all this and nothing. Yeah, and, more. and you know, maybe nobody A wants more. To- Maybe nobody wants to hear us ramble, but maybe they do. And maybe there are some things that we talk about that other people can relate to. Other people can um, feel that same kind of excitement or enthusiasm. Um, I think for me, especially, it's a big deal and it's really special to have found friends like all of you that we can do this together with, that you feel so comfortable with, and that you have an excuse to, like Sherry said earlier, gallivant somewhere, all in the name of chasing a song and... It's a it's really special. So and that's I feel like a big chunk of what we'll probably end up talking about. Right. Like how those relationships have grown and made it possible for us to get to do all this that we've always, you know, wished that we could do. So absolutely. And We, talk,
3: we did a lot of gallivanting last year.
0: That's a good segue. Yeah. Um, yeah, well. Maybe the most gallivanting a person has ever done in a calendar we, year. We may have done all of it.
1: Of all things.
4: Did
0: we? I don't know. No,
3: we, I, we did a lot.
0: We did a lot. A whole lot. I mean, we really, except for, I guess, like South America and Australia, we really no. did hit up. Not this year, yeah. <laughs> not this year. But we really did hit up every chunk of what Hanson was doing last year. Some of us went to Jamaica. Some of us went to Europe. Some of us went to the U.S. tour. Some of us went to Disney World. So like we, except for South America and Australia right. and, uh, and Canada. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we went to Tulsa. We went to Hanson Day. And the Grammys thing. Yeah. Yep. So yep. see, Everywhere. like, except for just a little chunk of the Southern Hemisphere, we really did squeeze it all in. So that next time. But yeah. yeah. I feel
2: like that's a failure on our part now. Like, i feel like, the, no,
0: like, it's kind of like we lost some
4: points. We should have. Yeah. And I've done that for
0: the sake of get the, the podcast.
4: Well, I think something that's so cool and like having seen the the tour happening and obviously being involved in a large portion of it personally, physically being there, but then not like even the, the stuff that I wasn't a part of, knowing all of y'all, but then also just knowing so many people in the community, like mm-hmm. I felt so connected every step of the way throughout yeah. the year. And I think that that is something that is worth talking about and talking through just that alone, just the fact that we are able to really be a part of what's going on um, and from wherever we are, because so many of us do go to all the things and like share our experiences.
5: We have this core group, but it's really exciting to know that no matter what part of the country or the world at this point that we're going to, we look forward to seeing friends.
4: Somebody. Yeah. 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 I I have
5: someone there. So yeah. Yeah.
4: I've literally run into people I know on random streets in foreign countries that I wasn't planning to meet up with just because I was in the city that Hanson was going yeah. to be at that night or whatever. And it's amazing.
5: Isn't yeah, it's a really so fun surprise when you don't realize that someone is going to be there and then they, they're there I'm and you're so excited. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's a really it's a really yeah. cool feeling to be in a place where you are not from wh- wherever and to hear somebody call out your name like on the sidewalk. Hey! Like mm-hmm. what other circumstance really would you find that kind of feeling? I mean, that's it's pretty. Magic. It's pretty special. Exactly, yeah. that's the magic.
3: So uh, wherever I go is my home, sweet home.
0: A little bit, yeah. I mean, we, need- we need a like a little counter ding every time there's yes. a, a, a song, song lyric.
3: A <laughs> <difference>. <laughs> we really we'll do. We'll, we'll talk to Candace. Don't worry.
0: I, yeah. And
2: I am going well, to well, have the HTP podcast. They, they all make noises, make noises, so we could just do I like just make noise noise. For, yeah. <laughs> be your own buzzer. Or maybe yeah. we can just like
4: clip. Them making the noise and yeah, oh my gosh! We'll I'm probably going to have to physically restrain myself from like adding to the lyric every time a lyric is referenced. So just a warning to the world. We'll do it, you know, it's,
0: it's it's fine too. Okay. Well, we talked about earlier, like trying to summarize, trying to like zero in on some of our favorite anthem moments from 2022, and because there were so many. That's probably gonna have to be like multiple discussions, right? But you oh. guys wanna share maybe like one of your personal favorite things that happened in 2022? Can you do that? Like just a quick summary? Yes. Laura, yeah. tell us. Okay, what was oh, special for you. Starting with mine. Okay. Well, yeah.
1: Well, you have probably the most. You do. You, you right, do. Though. You went the most. Experiences from the year.
4: Yes, but I'm not going to start with any of those. I'm not going to say any of the ground breaking, amazing, incredible world traveling experiences, a small one. Okay. I'm going to start with a very small one. So, now, oh, I don't wanna, I don't know how to lead up to I don't know how to how to do this, but
0: just, just jump in.
4: Um, starting with it just seems funny. Um we have a running joke now where we talk about a hot dog at Hanson concert. And um that was all <laughs> Right about contest. That just sounds <laughs> real bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 it's
0: just, it kind of uh, does actually. I didn't realize. Right. <laughs> that that's closer to Twila's big experience of the year, well, isn't it? No. <laughs> 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 yeah. In that context, it wasn't such a big experience, but we'll get to it.
5: Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what oh my gosh. <laughs> it down.
4: Anyway, to um, set the scene. Sherry and I were at the San Diego Red, Green, Blue show, and we were just having the best time ever and the most magical experience. We were blessed to be able to stay. I'm blessed. We were given by a friend the ability to stay in one of the on-site um, suites um, without having bought the fa- fancy tickets that should have given us that ability. Um, so we were staying on property at the venue, which was such a cool experience that not most of the shows got to have. And um, we kind of called it a mini back to the island and got to swim in the pool during the sound check and just had an absolutely incredible time. Um, so incredible that we forgot to eat dinner and we went into the show having not had dinner, realizing that we really, really terribly needed food. This is actually a major theme for Sherry and I for red, green, blue tour in general, forgetting to or not being able to eat dinner prior to the show. Kitchens close really early in Europe, friends. Um, or early for when you're jet lagged. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so we the only food that they had a bit available to us at the venue um, was hot dogs. And Sherry said, oh, but there's only hot dogs. Like, do you want me to go look for something else? And I just turned and said, hey, have you ever had a hot dog at a Hanson concert? And it was wonderful and amazing and ridiculous. And I just think the really simple pleasures of just something funny and new, um, even this far in, Um, And having seen so many shows, I think at the time that was my 12th show on the tour. Um, Just being able to mark a new experience with something goofy and fun was just really cool. And then my husband reminded me today that there is a famous Humphrey Bogart quote that says, a hot dog at the ballpark is better than a steak at the Ritz. Um, And then when he reminded me of that, I turned to him and said, well, that's ridiculous and amazing because the venue that this happened at was literally called Humphreys. There we Magic. go. Oh. And the the
2: best part about all of that is not only did I bring hot dogs back, but as soon as I got back is when Hanson came on stage and I have a video of Laura Singing, Where's the Love with the hot dog in her hand, going
4: round and round and round. And right. honestly, <laughs> it I never crazy. expected to be eating my hot dog so closely adjacent to Hanson. So, yes, that's definitely an show. important part of the story.
0: So, we're going to, we're working on an Instagram page for our podcast and you sh- should definitely add that video to the okay. stories or something yeah, yeah. so that, so that yes. we can all see it. Cause I've never seen that. I bet there are uh, a lot like that. That's what should be in the
5: Instagram is all the, all yeah, the cool videos that go with this. Yeah.
2: And, and I found like a little video
0: slideshow of it this morning for me, actually. Oh, so nice. I like that point you made, Laura, about like, you know, you said after your 12th show on the tour, finding something new and, and different to enjoy about it. And I also th- think that that's interesting because I went to 23 shows last year, including like Back to the Island and Disney. So a lot of different kind, but still a lot of volume. And you'd think, if you were a normie, right, that that it would get it would get old or that it would get boring. But it really there's always something new. There's always something new to see. There's always even if it's something as small as the joy of a hot dog when you're hungry and your favorite band is on stage, like there's always something new to mark like, oh, this is the first time that I heard this song. This is the first time that I saw it with this person or, you know, in this new state. So it becomes the things that are that are unique. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just like keeps the, getting better.
5: It's like not... the microphone at the Denver show. Remember with the... Like where Taylor was over on the other side. And we can yes. sometime too. But like... Yes. It was so cool because we hadn't seen them do that before. So Right, right. And now we I, know what I, they that, do when something fails. Like we know how the setup works. So it was cool. You know?
2: Definitely. Hey, I don't think I know what happened. What oh, happened? So, to,
5: tell that one. You do you, you want me to or do you want to yeah, tell? You. tell no, you do it.
4: Okay, uh, so it was actually the opening song um, for the show in Denver, and
5: well, Taylor's.
1: I, well, I don't remember. It wasn't his gloves. It was no. It was. Let me check the Hooga. Yeah, yeah. Please the-
4: do while I'm telling the story. <laughs> look it up. Okay, so Denver show opening mm-hmm. song. Taylor's keyboard hadn't been plugged in correctly or something. It wasn't coming through the sound. Was it, the it was the keyboard, right? Now. Yeah, microphone. it was. It was his keyboard. And so he realized it and he couldn't play like the keyboard part. Um, And so the band had been doing the like swelling intro to the song and they just kind of kept looping it while he was trying to mess with his keyboard. And then pretty quickly there, he like turned around and looked at Demetrius and he just ran across the stage to Demetrius's keyboards from the back of the stage. And he he started locked on him and just
5: went for it, didn't he? He Yeah.
4: <laughs> I think D had to also like adjust his settings, yeah. to make it work. So then Maybe Taylor went was and was playing, for. was playing the part and leading the song from D's keyboards. And then Demetrius was just standing behind him, like awkwardly reaching <laughs> over to play like <laughs> the, the part, yeah. keyboard to still play his part. It was uh, awkward, where it
5: was great, yeah.
0: It was I, waiting, waiting for this. It that's was what, what I he thought, said. but I, was, yes. yeah, it mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. okay. That's
2: good. great. It was really cool. We're like, okay, <laughs> we were just like,
0: what is happening?
5: But it was, he was it so was, professional and seamless. He was just like, of he just course he was. There like, hey, all okay. right, we're
1: doing
4: this.
5: Yeah, it was, of course I that
1: think, guy
0: was. Uh-huh. I think yes.
4: I think they only had to loop the intro like one extra time or yeah, something. Yeah, it was oh, not. It was really happened. impressive. Yeah. If, so I that, bet if
5: that was the whole 12th show on the tour, they probably, I've, the the normies, as we just said, which this,
0: that's, we shouldn't say that, but it, but we they should. probably didn't even notice. So they probably didn't. Was right. you're right when i say normies i'm i don't mean like handsome fans that can't travel a lot i mean people who are not deep within they wandered in from the street uh-huh right, right. exactly i don't right. mean like just the average person that that didn't get you know yeah lucky enough just to get to go to a bunch of shows i just mean like the people who don't know what are, it's what any of this is even right. About. right
4: yeah yeah not even necessarily people at shows but People at home who are like you did what you went. Yeah. Oh, Christ, I mean, people, people in the world. Yeah, it's
0: more to we're not listening us to us than it is
5: like we're being self-deprecating, aren't we? There, we're not really yeah. like, in front of anybody else. We're like, oh, the people who aren't hyper aware of every little detail. Yeah.
0: People outside our cult, you know,
5: normal Yeah, exactly.
4: And calling them normal, we are saying that we. are Yeah, yeah, normal. yeah. Are you yeah.
1: normal
5: or are you this? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. But, which we're all just a little bit weird
0: sometimes. Oh, ding. <laughs> oh. Well, um, my probably my like biggest moment is a little more because, in, in true Enneagram Four fashion, mm-hmm. feeling a little sentimental about it. I just you know, the big if you were, think back with me to the beginning of twenty twenty two, like our the pandemic is still looming. You know, the cases were still kind of high in January. International travel is really scary, and we went to Jamaica. Laura and Chad and I did. And it was just really fraught still. Things were still not quote unquote normal in any shape, way or form. You know, there was still a lot of anxiety, not only around traveling, but, you know, just post 2020 hands and stuff, life stuff. It was just really hard. And I can remember during Taylor's solo set at Sunset and he played Feeling Alive he also played Sounds Like Joy, which was the first time we'd heard that one live. Both of those mm-hmm. moments were just really, I don't know, it I felt healed in a lot of ways. Laura and I were holding hands. We were crying, both of us Enneagram fours, mm-hmm. emotional on the beach. And it just finally I, I wrote it in my journal and I wrote several times, like I just was so sad and so angry and so ragey for so long that standing there on the beach in that moment, I I felt like I could feel hope again like I could feel joy I could hear the music again and not feel fraught and like torn I felt like I was coming back to life I felt like I was shedding a lot of the struggles and angry feelings that I'd had and I just started to feel like myself again and so that moment for me was like okay I'm I'm gonna be like this is gonna be okay and we're gonna have a good year like for whatever else it was just a big deal also the the um cannonball into the pool Taylor's cannonball <laughs> into the pool that didn't hurt things either that was, that was the same night right that was the same night yeah,
5: uh, yeah.
2: Um, so you were yeah.
0: all feeling alive
5: we were <laughs> literally yes. and figuratively yes we got our hands like up <laughs> <that> was, <laughs> we reached out to the sky <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, do you feel like I that feel was like, more of a beginning or more of an end like was it the
0: beginning of the year or, or both like was it it was both at the same time you know like a, a Ending of a lot of like the turmoil that I felt starting in, you know, like mid 2020 and all throughout, you know, just Hanson Gate post, just difficult feelings and difficult feelings about living through. None of that was was easy. Nothing about any of it. So there was kind of a a putting a pin in that an ending to that and then a beginning to to the after and like the newer kind of. I do want to point oh Sorry. No, I just, it, it I just won't ever forget that moment or that feeling. I'm so grateful that it's captured in photographs because we were not, we were totally candid and it was just a, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of us kind of had a similar feeling or at least a lot of us needed something like that in that around that time. So, yeah.
4: I just wanted to add on, um, to point out, I like this trend that Sherry started of being like, I was there. I can point towards what you experienced and like share my piece. So, um, I just wanted to add on that that was also that solo set was the first time that we heard anything from Red, Green, Blue when Taylor mm-hmm. played Child at Heart. Mm-hmm. And that moment within that set on the beach even had our normie friend crying. Um, yep. Her, it, a non Hanson fan friend. We, yeah. We have for you know a series I of all that, you could tell that story all too, to and all of the yeah all the all the things leading up to back to the island 2020 and how a lot of people couldn't make it twyla herself could not make it and we ended up having a random college friend of mine a dear friend of mine but who is not in any way a handsome fan but is very interested in fandoms and things themselves and loves a good tropical island, um, ended up coming with us. And she was going through some things in her own life, and Child at Heart really touched her. And um, we all just had this moment on the beach. And I think the fact that a lot of it then was centered around the hearing of this first song from this new album, and it being truly the beginning of the year, um, really was this cool, symbolic start to this Crazy year of all these experiences that we're recapping.
5: Yep. Well, while you're in that moment, do you any of you have a recollection of did that performance change Child at Heart from then to the tour? Like, did he did he set that up differently or arrange it differently? Do you remember? Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I have a video. Of it, really I really like think... to see
5: how those things progress. Like, especially yeah. when it, yeah. the album's not even out yet. So, like, I'm still convinced that Better Man is totally different than when we heard it at Back to the Island 2020. By the time we oh. got to Hanson Day it was just a different or when they did the, was that, was that, was that a stream or something when they did those? Maybe that wasn't live. Well, I felt like his, I felt like the, I felt like just
3: his delivery. Was Better man. Yeah. Was that during winter Mix?
5: Yes. They yeah. did it
3: in yeah. winter
4: mix quite okay. a few times at the beginning of the tour. So Sherry and I having gone to a couple of it, well, the first show of winter Mix, they played it then. Um, he played it, Zach played it then. And a couple of other times in the beginning. Um, and it's definitely different. Yeah. But for Child at Heart... I have a video of Child at Heart. Yeah. Like, there's, like... There's whole pieces of the song Missing, and I don't know that he just... Missing now that we're in it? No. Like, he didn't play the whole song. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. And uh, he even said, I think at one point later on, he said something about, like, you guys got a snippet of it. And I'm like, oh. no, sir, that was the song. But it wasn't. Like, there's, like, at least a bridge missing and stuff. Oh, um, and it was just Taylor R oh, because it was from his solo set.
3: And that bridge. Ooh.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. I think because the, um, yeah, the bridge is definitely missing from his first performance of it, but I'd have to rewatch it to know exactly all what was different.
3: Uh, well, side note, Child at Heart ended up being the second most listened song by myself of 2022. Number one was uh, As It Was by Harry Styles, but that's, also, Obviously. because my children, my children also love Harry Styles. So they're always wanting to listen to it in the car. But anyway, yeah, Child at Heart was like, it I was a great love song. Harry um, when I got to pick the music for Honda, because I work at a Honda plant, um, for that week, Child at Heart was one of the two handsome songs they let me put on the playlist.
5: Didn't you have like seven on your playlist? I can like?
3: I had six. Uh, I had to pick 12 songs. And so I had six Hanson songs. And the then vice president of the plant, Bob Schwinn, said, no, he can have two Hanson songs. I don't yeah, think you've got to
0: name drop all these people. You can just. Yeah, no. uh, yeah, yeah.
3: I will. He doesn't. A, he's not going to listen. B, he doesn't care. It's it's fine. It, he, yeah, me. sorry.
4: You're like doxing people over here.
3: I am. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I he's from Ohio. How? No one cares. Okay. Wow. Wow. Well, no, I love I love Ohio. I'm just joking. It's just all jokes. You just totally like jokes. throw it off an oh. entire
4: state of people.
3: No, I love Ohio. Ohio is fantastic. I love Ohio. I'm not going to go that far, but
4: they're all right. I do just want to point out if there is anyone listening to this who doesn't really know us, um, Chad is Callie's husband. Chad is also a Hanson fan and was yes. a Hanson fan prior to meeting Callie. So he's legit.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. I'm not just a I'm, I'm, I'm not true. just a Hanson husband. Like not, nothing nothing but respect for my fellow Hanson husbands that are good good sports and they come with their wives and that's you know go for it. That's great. I'm glad they're able to share those experiences together. But uh no, I'm an, I, I I've that's been, been a fan since the beginning. Oh yeah. yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I guess I'll tell real quick uh I was in a car in college, before I met Callie, and a young lady in the car said, pick a CD and put it in the CD player. And I did. I went to this time around, and I pulled this time around out and stuck it in the CD player. And the woman was fundamentally confused. <laughs> she did not understand what I did. Like I put it in, and <laughs> you know, the, the track starts to play. And she goes, what did you do? I go, and I was confused by her question because I was like, what you asked me to. I was like, what, what, what do you...
4: Was it her CDs that you were choosing from? Yes. She, okay. Yeah.
3: Much much like the early 2000s, there was a visor CD mm-hmm. holder. Yeah. And I went right to the visor CD holder and pulled it. I saw it this time around and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do this. And I put it in and she goes, why did you do that? And I go, because you told me to pick a CD. Why did you pick that CD? Do you know what it is? I said, yeah, it's this time around. But why did you pick it? I was like, <laughs>
5: So she's instantly all- defensive. Is that what was happening there? She thought you were making uh, fun of her or something?
3: Maybe, or, uh, it could have been a little bit of that. But also, I think just sheer confusion of a male <laughs> picking a Hanson CD
4: yeah. confused her. That which I understand is a topic I'm sure we will cover greatly. Um, oh, yeah, going over this
0: podcast, but, um, yeah, I can't still- wait to get on that soapbox. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, about jerky boys, yes.
0: Well, yeah, just about the misogyny of a yeah, lot of yeah. fandoms in general, and how if a girl likes it, then it can't be good, can't be legitimate, yeah, it can't be legit, uh, yeah. Well, yeah.
1: But uh, that the one side
4: of that, the assumption that if it's a thing that primarily young women follow and like, that a man or a guy choosing the CD and putting it in, there must have been a mistake, or he's trolling her, or something like. There's a yeah. joke involved, yeah. like he no. like it himself.
3: Yeah, no, I genuinely... <laughs> no, I was just going to say,
4: this is a great segue to like one of my favorite
2: memories of the year, or, but I want Chad tell us. to be telling a story because you... uh, we hate being <laughs> <you to>
3: interrupted. <laughs> oh, well, I was no, I, like, that's pretty much the gist. And then she was like, so you do like Hanson? And we had like a very brief conversation in the vehicle. There were other people in the backseat. I was riding shotgun and uh, that was, you know, she was just excited that she, I was, she was like, oh, okay. I think she was pleasantly surprised um, that it, I just genuinely liked them. So that was... That was a fun experience. And then a year later, I meet Callie. We're at a lunch table with some other people. And somebody says, hey, you know, Chad likes Hanson. And then Callie, Callie, Lily hit the table with her hand and said, where is he?
0: Bring him <laughs> to me.
3: Bring <laughs> him to me. <laughs> bring,
0: bring me that boy. Let me marry him. And that was the end. The
3: end. And that was it. I mean, uh,
0: the rest said, is history. <laughs> or
4: right now. <laughs> right
3: now. Still making history. That was nothing
4: and more. So
2: Sherry, tell Jerry. us about your yes. thing. So I was just going to say it reminded me of um, when we went to the Grammy Museum um, to see they did a performance, but before the performance, they did a kind of sit-down talk with an interviewer, and, and um, I really loved that experience because it was nice to get to just hear them talk to somebody who was asking questions who knew what she was talking about she definitely had insight into the fandom and their music and she asked really insightful questions and just getting to hear some of their answers i just felt like it was really um you know like we see them joke around a lot and we hear them share snippets of things but they actually like got way more into details about things and it I think for me, like getting to see that side of them and hear them just talk about the music and growing up in the industry and that whole experience was just really profound. But um, when you were talking, it kind of reminded me of, um, I think she had asked Zach, um, you know, like, how do you know that your music is actually good? Like, how do you know that you actually like, what was the thing for you that made you go, okay? this is legit. Like people actually like our music. And Zach said it wasn't, you know, people growing up and like coming into the fandom or anything like that. He said it's when their kids grow up and there's like new generations coming in and they go, hey, I really like this music because they don't have any of the preconceived notions about who Hanson is, what the band is, what the music is. So when they can come in, not ever hearing their music, not growing up with people making fun of Umbach or whatever, and they come in and they go, hey, this band is really awesome. And they get excited to go to the shows and to the shows. He said, that's when we knew like our
4: music is, you know.
5: The I think I think that's as a, like a marker for them. That's, that's
1: really cool. Yeah.
4: And I think, and, you know, yeah, he pointed out or one of them talking in that I think it was in the same that same answer Zach was giving was um that every single person that discovered Hansen in 1997 is seeing through that lens of that preconceived notion from this point forward. No matter what, you know, it's you're either changing someone's opinion or you're keeping the the opinion that was set. Then no side oh. the blonde, right? But like, yeah, no matter what, people became aware of that specific moment in time. And so, yeah, the ability to mark new and different people who were not there then and creating completely new and different opinions is really cool, really special, unique.
3: That's also, that's also a very patient marker. That's not like an album mm-hmm. sale. It's not a metric. It is a generational marker. Mm-hmm. To show that, like that's not something that you get after five years of being a band. That's that's that's. I don't know, I'm not using the word fruit. Sure, why not? Fruit that is harvested mm-hmm. after so, a yeah. generation of music. It makes it sound way more pretentious than it should be. I'm but yes,
5: less earlier. We're fine.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, I and mean, get the really insightful thing of them to to be aware of, even to you know. Yeah, it was a it was a really great
4: conversation. Yeah overall they went way over time and the poor interviewer was very stressed um (laughs) it was really exciting to watch
2: (laughs) like i found joy in watching her just like twitch as they continued to banter and talk and like isaac gave a long dissertation about something and then zach was like well and like i knew the interviewer was waiting for isaac to finish so she could jump in and then zach jumped right in before she could and the look of terror
5: on her face like watching the clock and then like yeah. looking at them and because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you knew. Imagine going into that situation thinking you're going to interview normal people.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, no.
5: And having no context ahead of time.
3: If she like, was if that no insightful with those, you know, but if she had such insightful questions, she should have had up insight right. like, I know what I'm going into.
5: Right.
2: Well, well, that problem came because they left time at the end for fans to ask questions. And so somebody asked a question about the music video and that just like it totally steamrolled the conversation, but they had already
4: long gone They were already over and it was supposed to be, this is the very last question. And it was, but each of them gave an answer and each of them gave a Hanson sized answer.
1: Or into
5: <laughs> the size of their heads. Very, very large.
1: <laughs> very. <laughs>
3: oh um, speaking of uh large hands heads, uh at the Ryman, that was my favorite moment yeah. of last year. Um, I had never been to Nashville before. Uh, and so that was really exciting just to get to experience that with y'all and get to go to such a uh I told people that uh I was going to see Hanson. They're like, You're going to see Hanson? I was like, Yeah, but I'm going to the Rhyme. And they go, oh, you're going to the Rhyme. And like so like the Rhyme in itself is a very, very special thing to a lot of people that love music because yes. it is such an amazing venue. But then, A, that was a fantastic show. B, that encore. Mm-hmm. Where they came out and they did that acapella change in my life. And it was... They hadn't, I mean, I listened to that Take the Walk EP a lot. I really like that Take the Walk EP. Um, some of my favorite Hanson songs, Hope It Comes Soon is like one of my favorite
1: mm-hmm. Hanson songs
3: of all time. Um, I've actually used that song to like, be like, here, listen to this. And they're like, all right. And they, um, they really are into it when I let them listen to it. But, uh, getting to hear just that acapella, just the three of them. And everybody, I think it's more, maybe it's even more special that they got a bunch of Hanson fans to just shut up for like that minute and a half. It was amazing.
4: Who wasn't there or hasn't seen videos? It wasn't just
0: a cappella. They had no microphones. They were purely acoustics. It was the the acoustics of
3: yes. Thank you. Yes.
0: That's a special thing about the Ryman is the way that it's built. I mean, it's it's literally like a church in there. And so, yeah, you, you don't need microphones.
3: So. It just it made me cry a little bit. I was like, oh my god, yeah. I haven't heard I haven't heard the song in, in over a decade, and I'm hearing it now, and they sounded amazing. And I didn't mind it when people started to like bang on stuff. It was okay, but uh, yeah, it, there it was sh- just a...
5: had any of us been there before? Is that
3: no, that was my first time.
5: No, you hadn't seen a show. Sherry'd been there, but had you seen a show before Sherry at the at the Ryman? No, it's on my bucket list for a concert.
2: But yeah, I've gotten to go there and do like the backstage tour and stuff,
5: and i stood on stage at the Ryman. I love Ooh. it. That's exciting. I, think, I had I had seen Jason Isbell there, but that was it. I had only know, been one time before.
1: before. Yeah,
4: mm. I think. Awesome. Which, what you know, the way you started that, Chad was saying, like it's almost like a legitimizer of like, yes, I'm seeing Hanson, but they're playing this incredible uh-huh. place, you know. Yeah. And, there's, there is something that is revered about that venue and that space. And so if someone is yes. playing stage, it must mean yeah. that they've risen above these preconceived notions of the person that you're talking to, right? Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: I had said that many times. Um uh, after during string theory after going to australia and um they sold out the sydney opera house and that was like the sentence i would use to people often they'd be like oh handsome and i'm like well yeah but they they sold out the sydney opera house like they're a big deal you know or whatever and i had two nights yeah i are well,
3: yeah.
4: yes. not just playing there yeah. it's sold out right it's mm-hmm. sold out and it's the 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 main space sydney opera house was, the sydney opera house actually has multiple venues within it but they were in the, the main hall, the the actual opera house space. Did
0: they did uh, they sell out Carnegie Hall? They did. They played there. Yeah. I mean,
4: it's uh, interesting that these examples. You literally, Chad, saying that, um, oh, this space legitimizes the, you know them or whatever in some way that it's revered. Mm-hmm. To people who might not know? And the Sydney Opera House and me having given that same example, and that these both are the are examples of Hanson doing this no microphone acoustic. Or a cappella performance, and that they themselves revere these stages and these spaces, and they market yes. special in these like acoustically perfect venues that they can do this incredible thing. Um, where they're, yeah,
3: they're, had, they they also return back to their hardcore roots in those moments because that's how it all started was just them singing a cappella together. And it just beads it down to its most concentrated form there on stage, like the purest of the pure. This is the pure Hanson experience, just their three voices singing together. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a magical moment.
4: Yeah. Who's next? Well, now we have to transition to Twila's story.
5: Oh my God. Different one this was not a revered space and it will never come <laughs> again. So.
3: No, it's a defiled space.
5: <laughs> I
2: mean, it's <laughs> But right. it was by Sam. It was memorable. That is well, true.
5: We're talking about Zachary Hansen over my head in tiny blue shorts. <laughs> Where we shared a moment, which he you now knows about. He you now knows that we shared a moment. He knew. He knew to start
1: with. Come on.
0: <laughs> you were So. Right. Bring it. Tell it. us. Tell us how it went.
5: went. Missouri. Um, none of y'all were there. It was me and Jenny. And um, we camped out on a sidewalk in Springfield, Missouri, like we do. Um, for the front row And normal things. That, sure, yeah. like like you do. And that's um that was the first night where there was any that I right? It wasn't the first night that there was any kind of Reggie. It was a surprise of you didn't have the muscle suit on, it was just the shorts. And he was really just trying to impress or freak out Zach Myers, I think, at that point. But he came out and did his little, you know, I mean, the video is all over the Internet. You can find it. But he was uh, from all angles.
1: Um, he
5: more angles than we need. But he um did his little dance. And then he at one point looked for an opening. And stepped onto the barricade, stepped over my head in the little shorts while I was live in the uh, yeah. group. I have as gone live because I had such a good angle because I was dead center on the front row. And so I thought, oh, this will be good and had no idea what I was getting myself into. And um, so I'm actually live and my camera goes up like like a pan up with him as he steps over my head. So I'm sure that that's lovely for whoever's into that somewhere. Um. But it was just this moment of, oh, this is really happening. Oh, OK. Oh, it's me. Oh, it's happening right over my head. Oh, OK, great. Uh-huh. And I so there's think there was up. like a visceral response from you, right? Like, didn't I we was like, hear oh, in the God. video you so went, oh, no. It, who, has the, <laughs> who has the, oh, gosh, I'm blanking on who it is right now. Somebody to my left, to Isaac's side, is filming Zach, but I'm in the video. And yeah. as it goes up, I put my hand it's okay so so I'm putting my hand because there's more to that performance So after he does this and he walks back away I'm like performatively looking watching him through my fingers so that he will like <laughs> and see what, what he just did but as he's doing it as this is all happening it's all coming at me so fast I instinctually put my hand up to my face like so there's video of me just going oh god as he's coming near me with his you know you know them shorts do Hard. what are those what shorts? What do them shorts do? The, they're not much, you know, the shorts oh. are. not but um and then it's, it's just funny like, to hear people like lucky and I'm like, no, that was no terrifying. I'm glad that worked for somebody out there, but so that was pretty funny then in Jamaica when we're telling Zach this story and he says, Did it change you? And I'm like, no, but but mm-hmm. you
0: were wearing banana earrings at I the time. I was wearing banana
5: earrings, so clearly I was changed. So some, I'm lying to myself and Zach Hansen it's, and the American people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I would love to hear how y'all first, like, when's the first time that you heard him, Bob? And when's the first time you saw Taylor Hansen in his hair and <laughs> thought he was a girl and didn't care? And what does that mean for you now? That kind of stuff. How <laughs> <laughs> does that relate your to your You know what? do sexuality. sexuality. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd l- I'd love to hear your origin stories. Oh, like we're mutants. I like that. Yeah, I'll go first if you want. I mean, like it's. First, you know, I was um I was eleven in nineteen ninety seven, and I feel like that was around the age that maybe my, I don't know, but I was discovering music for myself for the first time, and not just whatever my mom and dad had on the radio. I was making my own um decisions about what I wanted to listen to. I was paying attention to stuff like. TRL and the top 10 countdown on BH one and, you know, just I uh, wanting to buy CDs for myself and that kind of thing. And I can remember the very first time that I heard Mbop on the radio in the car with my mom. And we I just remember instantly being captivated by it. And it just, you know, sometimes you hear a song and you're like, I like that. I don't know what it is, but there's something something about it. And I remember just like leaning into the speaker in the car so that I could like Tune out everything. And then we we got home before the song ended. And I had to beg my mom, don't turn the car off. I just, I just need to finish. I just need to hear it. I just need to th-. and I didn't know who it was. I didn't know what it was called. I just knew that this was like um, I'm having a moment. Like mm-hmm. a very <laughs> Tina Belcher-esque moment. Like <laughs> this is this is like this is um I'm imprinting on something here. And so um
5: so eventually it really was
0: that big of a moment. It really was yeah, like
5: yeah, very legacy
0: crystallized oh. in that moment um and so i do remember eventually you know they were pretty soon they everywhere on vh1 and mtv and getting to see the videos bit. and stuff yeah and so i can remember we had like a radio shack in our old mall that and they sold cds and i can remember begging my mom for the cd single to bop um i remember saying i don't need the whole album i don't which obviously was a lie, but I was just That's so desperate. And well, so she bought me the CD single. I remember hearing Where's the Love on the radio for the first time in the summer. And it was the same kind of thing. I was like, oh, man. And I mean, just it snowballed from there. Um, I had somewhere like 400 posters on my walls. I covered every, like it, it was the outline of my, um, I try to find some pictures and we can put it on Instagram. I'd love to see you y'alls if you have them too. Yeah. But I had them all over the ceiling um, the whole perimeter of like my furniture, like it was, you know, you could see the cutouts of where the furniture was from the posters. Um, just, you know, I wrote, I didn't write fan fiction, but I wrote like poems. I did, I did a lot of, I bet I you did.
1: did.
0: I did a lot of sketching. I have been drawing their faces
1: what?
0: for twenty five years. <laughs> I did a lot. I did a lot of hands and art, and yeah, I still do it. Know. Were you drawing? Were you drawing their faces back then? Yes.
5: Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh!
0: I have some. I have some old, old like nineteen ninety eight drawing. I will show them. Mm-hmm. I will share them. I did a lot. I I remember. Um, I illustrated like I did. I mean, I didn't know how to do watercolors. I don't know how to do water like, watercolors now hardly. But I did like a weird illustration, like just all kinds yes. of Green dogs. Yeah. So what? I'll shook by this. Uh,
5: <laughs> and what? What?
3: what? I, this is new information. I've known you for almost. Uh, What's yeah. Each part? The poems. You've never talked about poems. Why, You've never talked about drawings. Not to me.
0: I, I was a 12 year old girl. We were all writing poems you about something. God. She
3: yeah.
4: you Because you were a Hanson fan. Why are you surprised?
3: I'm not surprised. I'm just I'm just new information. I'm like I have not seen said poems. I would I kinda would want it's just a very different it's I almost want all of y'all to go so then I at the end I can go and just kind of really juxtaposition my answer uh, experience. In the room. Well <laughs> yeah.
4: I don't know if I actually really want to say this, but I think I'm going to because I've started. Uh-huh. Um say it. Here's how I can explain my brand of all of that, because I Well, just to say, this is how it's explaining. I did not have any, any idea in my mind that it was ever a possibility that I would meet or be seeing Hanson. Me either. No. I grew up in Southern Indiana and at the time Hanson never came to Indiana and I, as a small child, never thought they ever, ever would. Um, and so in my, and I am, I was 10 in 97, so I'm a year younger than Zach. So in my mind, they were always so far above me and so unapproachable. I was never one of those girls who thought I could marry a Hanson. I never, ever would have thought that. I didn't even think I would would ever meet a Hanson. So I wrote fan fiction for myself, just fun stories that I made up in my mind. But the stories I made up in my mind were not stories of like me interacting with Hanson it was like, I became best friends with Mac. That's awesome. Because he was one that I thought would even ever be a possibility that I might be able to meet because he wasn't someone famous.
5: That, that checks out.
3: But also, that turned out to be really great because I really love Joshua the Holy Rollers a lot. I ought to be friends with Mac. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah.
5: Still checks out.
4: So I guess I'll keep telling my side then for Callie's okay. origin story I prompt. Um, so I grew up in Southern Indiana. Was 10 in 97. And um, I don't remember the first time I heard Mbop, Bob. But I do remember Middle of Nowhere being the first CD I ever wanted to buy for myself. I remember the first DVD I ever bought myself with, was Grease. And the first CD I ever bought was Middle of Nowhere. Mm-hmm. I bought them both from Sam's Club.
1: Nice.
4: Um, <laughs> that's how important to the story. Um, I do really remember like defending Hanson in like fifth grade to like friends or against the boys who were like, the <laughs> and girls. And I'm like, whatever, you that stuff. I, like, I remember all of that. I was super, super in and like obsessed or whatever, but I didn't really have the posters and things. Um, so sometimes I hear all these other stories from people and I'm like, Oh, I. I don't have the picture to share, you know, like I don't have that. Like, I didn't buy merch. I never called the hotline. I didn't (gasps) have, (laughs) because I didn't think I could. Like, they weren't approachable to me in any way, but I just like overconsumed the music and poured over the lyrics. And then it's funny, Kelly, that you introduced all of this by saying we didn't have the internet to share that with others or whatever. But that actually is my connection and was my connection even then. I was so far deep into the a o l message boards, mm-hmm. specifically the Hansen message boards, and I knew every single person that was a regular poster on there, and I had a nickname and nicknames for every other person on there, and like I knew I could tell when other people were talking about me and my friends on other posts, even when it had nothing to do with us like it was this community that we have now, even then, and oh my gosh, I'm really trying to wow. make the An audio-only thing, and not respond to the visuals. That I'd be sorry. (laughs) And but Callie just shared with us a drawing that she is going to have to post. She's got to put on the Instagram now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so I, I was super, super, super deeply involved in posting on those message boards and stuff to the point that when my life was completely uprooted and my family moved from Southern Indiana to Southern California in the middle of junior high school which is, you know, the most awkward point of life for any human ever, really. Um, and probably the most, arguably one of the most difficult times in a person's life to completely uproot and leave everyone and everything that you know. The thing that I knew that didn't change was those Hanson message boards. And so I spent that entire first summer of my life in a new town, just completely, just almost 24-7, down this rabbit hole of chatting with people that I had met in other states who had this mutual love of Hanson that didn't change no matter where I lived. They were still in another state, a dial-up tone away. And now thinking back on that now in this community that we've created for us here and now, um, it just kind of blows my mind that like that still is my life and my world, and what matters most to me is
1: you guys, these people that I am talking to on the internet in other states. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Who's next? you next. Tell us your origin story. Snacks. next? I really wish I was a mutant now, like an actual origin story. It's making me Were sick. y'all
0: like the handsome girl at your school? So no, I, wish I, wasn't, I, I, I was, I guess. No, handsome. I was not yeah, I was a handsome girl, you. no. Know. But like, you know, were you like, oh, she's the that's the girl who I want to like, you, you got like a horse girl and you've got like a, a I, I well, I was a horse girl. Well, so that
5: overruled any the handsome girl tell that story about about fabricating that for myself. I'll tell the Internet that story. So I was 14 and 97. Um, I think I first heard Mbap on the school bus on the way home. So this would have been what it started getting earplay. It was released in April. So probably and late of May was when it was everywhere. Cause when they declared that Hanson Day in May, we already knew they were already they already blown up, right? It already been right. two weeks, that's yeah. why
1: it was so, up, right.
5: I thought I kept saying over and over again to people who I feel like my memory of this is my friends going, uh-huh. Like they weren't really, they didn't care. <laughs> was he going? I know it's not Jackson 5, but they sound like Jackson 5 and just kept saying it like, who is this? And just kept saying it over and over again, like, wow. And knew that they were harmonizing. I knew that was really cool and and wanted to know. And I never thought they were girls because I thought they sounded like Jacksons. So that whole summer was, oh, my gosh, I had one other Hanson friend and we were just next level. Um, And we made our own shirts and we like we took them down. We we made little collages on the computer and then printed them out and took them to the print shop and had them like iron like press this Mm -hmm. little Hanson collage on a shirt because we didn't have that would have and then I think like a couple weeks later like the the Sam Goody or whatever the whatever it was called at the time the FYE or whatever at the mall started getting merch in um but we made our own and we wore those till they like we went to Old Navy and bought shirts and like blank shirts and had them made Hanson shirts we made our own little zine that summer like her mom worked at an office building. We went and like made all these photocopies. And I don't know who we thought we were gonna give them to. I don't think we ever distributed them to anyone, but it was really important that we made all these copies with like art and interviews with other people. I'm not even sure they were real people. I'm not I
0: don't
5: even know <laughs> <what> <laughs> we're doing. I love
3: have, it.
0: Like, kind of like this podcast right yeah. now. Yeah. Are we gonna distribute <laughs> it to anyone? <laughs> yes. Find out. Still <laughs> very important. Like, it, that be it be done. Thing. But I was
5: on the yearbook staff and thought that was so cool. And so that would have been, that would already, that would have been eighth grade. And then, so I was in seventh grade when Hanson, when Bob came out. And so eighth grade, I was in yearbook. And the next year, like the next year, I had a um, scheduling conflict and I couldn't be in the yearbook class anymore. And I had to be in newspaper if I wanted to do journalism class. And I hated that because both of them were very clicky and I lost all my, like I wasn't with all my friends. And, um, Part of your book then was to do we ran the election for the superlatives. so we were i'm just I'm just going to come out and say that I basically faked the results for the like I put my name in to make my channel rod yes <laughs> don't tell the the Tulsa county election board please. I do some crap. So they, um, I basically, I basically I mean, it was close. I got a lot of votes, but I basic, I, I fudged it a little bit so that I would be in the yearbook as the biggest fan of a band. And I'm trying to think of what the other, what the, the guy was.
4: Who was so the runner up? Like, Are
5: they now just going to discover this on this podcast that they were? Saying? I don't think they're listening. They won't. No, I don't the think podcast. they're listening now. Um, it wasn't like who's the biggest Hanson fan. That's what we were wasn't what we were voting for. It was like who was the biggest fan girl and fanboy? And I can't, and now I'm blanking on what the band was. I want to say it was like Smashing Pumpkins or something. It was, it was some
0: well,
5: big deal. Some boy the other, music, the other boy music, you know, because <laughs> that wasn't anything cool like Hanson. So I definitely um, got to go get my picture taken in the junior high yearbook. It wasn't even the high school yearbook mm-hmm. as the biggest, like wearing my Hanson shirt because I really wanted everyone to know and feel that I was the biggest Hanson fan. And I mean, I made a big deal about it. I embarrassed myself plenty, but I don't know that they really. We're gonna give me the crown if I didn't make it happen myself. So yeah. I love it's not that. proud, but it is a thing that happened. So I love
1: that for you. I'm that's, jealous. that's my origin story. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you just got to take it in, your fate into your own hands.
5: Absolutely right. Yes,
1: <laughs> that's right. I did that.
5: I did that stuff right there.
4: If only I could have. I wanted a superlative in high school so bad. But is that the one you would have wanted? Probably not. Well, we. I don't think we had that option. I think the one I really wanted was best eyes, but um, I had a guy in my class in high school who was heterochromatic or whatever it is, where he had two different eye colors. Fancy. Um, yeah. Oh, my sister oh, has that.
3: Like David Bowie.
4: He was my, um, my partner for Punnett squares in biology, and it made it really complicated.
5: Yeah. The, well, uh, sure, I could see that.
4: Anyway, so yeah, Tony Mercurelli got it every year. And I was We're just name dropping everybody in our
1: Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> I say, I got biggest procrastinator. And it was a whole thing because they thought that I did what Tw- Twyla did. I totally did. Wait, they thought that you
4: wanted to be chosen as biggest procrastinator. Yeah, what? Yeah. It, 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 it wasn't, wasn't a pro- even
1: going to choose to like that in the first place. Election you would steal. Okay. So the girl who was like the closest, she was one. She was on her like having her second
0: kid. I was like, um, if anything, you are not the biggest procrastinator. You are like the, the game. <laughs> You didn't waste no time. What did your life going most. Did not waste no time. That's no. funny. I feel like that would be a Rachel thing though, to to steal that election. Is- I, I was most intellectual. That was that, the most awesome that. one yeah. that I I won that like several years. Of
1: course you did. Yeah, Checks heard- out.
0: I wanted to be best dressed.
1: Oh. I wasn't I wanted idea. to be most athletic. Mm. And I was real mad that I wasn't. The thing you know, about me, any the of the rest of us can relate to that. No not no. we're,
5: we're <laughs> trying for that one. The thing about me fudging the superlative results for that was I wasn't even this was a big school. There were over five hundred kids in just in my class, in my grade. So there, I was not even the wow. biggest fan. And so that, you know, that, that, yeah, if people discover that from this podcast, they will be shocked for sure. Pretty scandalous. It is. It really is. I'm not. Quite an abusive I would would never do anything like that now. And I don't know why I was so hell bent then, but. That that is
0: very out of character for you. Yeah, there really is.
5: And I, it's, it was, it was very stressful for me for a long time because knowing me, like, no, I just couldn't rest on that then. Like, what have I done? And I couldn't take it back. So there you go. Mm. I remember going out to like the quad to get my pictures taken for that photo, like a little photo shoot for the yearbook and thinking like, I'm a fraud. I'm I don't belong here. It was good. Oh, but you know what? I don't think anyone really cared as much as I did. So maybe I did deserve it. There you go.
3: No one cared enough to rig in a whole election. So damn right. You you have to make your
5: own destiny sometimes,
4: you know? I also feel like like, earning it ever since maybe. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You are like still I, made a it, I made it I'd a thing. Like yeah.
4: Whoever would have been in the running as the top, at, even if they were more extreme at the time. Where are, are they, they
5: now? How much are they yeah.
4: now? How many times
2: yeah. did they see that band live in
1: 2022?
2: Maybe we <laughs> should have again. that person on the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this could be our first guest. <laughs> Please
1: I'll give us an up. update
2: on your life with
5: the Spashing Pumpkin. I don't think I have that yearbook, so I'm going to have to go and like
0: find somebody who has it who can it it jo- join
3: everything. classmates yeah no don't do that
0: yeah I really need to see that okay I'll see what
5: I I don't have that one so I'll have to I'll see what I can do but that's All right. the one that's worth having I know let me think if I can well there's another one where I'm wearing a Hanson shirt in my yearbook photo but I'll I'll find the of course right but I will I will find I'll phone a friend for that yearbook I'll add it to the, to the Instagram
3: yeah I'm inserting a segue so uh now that's funny because Hanson and Smashing Pumpkins know each other because of Tinted Windows and yeah. I think, James, is it James Eha? Is that, is that, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, the bassist from Smashing, oh no, the, the other guitarist from Smashing Pumpkins being in Tinted Windows with Taylor. And there was that time when Smashing Pumpkins was in Tulsa and had Hanson come out and sing Landslide. There we go.
1: That's
0: right. Did you know that? Right. Did you know that the reason that Fleetwood Mac got as much... Um, success that they did is because in Birmingham, Alabama, radio DJs were playing Landslide on the radio when no one else was. And in Birmingham, Alabama. A,
3: Birmingham is a huge market to launch. I mean, John John Mayer, I don't like John Mayer's person, but John Mayer owes a lot of his career to the Birmingham market.
0: Well, uh, Stevie Nicks still says to this day that like she is who she is. She got where she is because of Birmingham, Birmingham Alabama. No. So she always tours here. They always come here and, and it's like a big deal because of that. So anyway, I like. uh, so, sh- radio stations that would buck the system
1: and then set the the mold like that—that's pretty yeah.
3: cool. Uh, Sherry and Rachel have to do their or their uh, their mutant origin story.
2: So I don't know. I feel like my origin story is very much everybody's origin story. Um, and I don't really know that it's noteworthy at all, but I would say I discovered Hanson through a friend. Um, I remember she had discovered them first and then like played them for me. And I was just like, Oh, like, I really like this. What is this? And then basically we both were big fans, but then I superseded her because I just went real hard. Um, then JBK, like, she went real hard with NSYNC and I went real hard with Hanson. Um, and yeah, I, I had similar story experiences as Laura where I, was on the internet a lot and I met a lot of friends in chat rooms and I had pen pals in places that like, I wish I still remembered who they are because I wonder like sometimes if we know each other today and just don't realize that we were pen pals back then, like, you know, like we lost a whole bunch of that history. I feel like at least with me, like moving and my parents and like everything like that, like there's a lot of details that I don't have anymore. Um, But I had a lot of pen pals. I called the hotline every single day. Like I knew exactly what time to call the hotline. It was probably always ball because me, sorry, everyone. Like I Um, knew exactly the time to get home, the time to call. And I would just sit there and like, gosh, it's so embarrassing. But I think I was just like, today at school, I'm like (laughs) giving information about my day. Like, who cares? Apparently, I think Hanson gets... Like I would talk to them
5: like they were listening. Every day. Every day. um, it's very
3: sweet, very wholesome.
5: I think the box was only not full like once when I called and I panicked and hung up. Like, I uh-huh, that see.
0: sounds very much like I I had already oh, like, had no. my like millennial anxiety about talking mm-hmm. on the phone kind of thing. Oh, I like, it. wait, I, I don't perceive me. I was moment. always hoping I'm not ready. I always As used to see. imagine that like when you called
5: that it pl- it was like an old school answering machine and it was like playing Isaac's message like audibly to them. No, they'd like hear me breathing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was I was I would always be silent on the phone. Like, nope. They can't they can't well,
1: even so definitely called a lot. Fun
2: fact is I called a lot. I left a lot of messages. And I don't know like how this happened, but by the this time around tour, I have like a really weird meet and greet story. Um where basically We're at the Orpheum in Boston, which is like set back into this alleyway. And like, there's just like a crowd of people. The doors haven't opened yet. And we had been there for hours. And all of a sudden, because I knew so many people in the fandom, all of a sudden I hear my friends from like way up at the front of the crowd screaming my name. And I'm like, what on earth is going on? And I went up there and they were like, this security guard is yelling for you. And I was like, "Uh, okay. And so they he I go up and talk to him and he's like, you have to go in and see the box office. I'm just thinking like, okay, that's weird. So I go into the box office and they're like, okay, you have a meet and greet. Um, I have two passes for you or how many people are with you? And I was like, oh, well, there is four of us. There is me, my two friends, and her dad. And they were like, okay. And so they gave us four meet and greet passes. Like, I have no idea still to this day. And so they gave us their meet and greet passes, told us where to stand, ushered us in real quick, got to meet Hanson, took a picture with them, ushered us out. And it was like a whirlwind experience where still to this day, I have no idea how it happened. And the only thing I can reasonably convince myself is that I called that voicemail so many times that they were like, "Give this girl a meet and greet, please, for the
0: love of God!" <laughs> like, <laughs> you were manifesting the magic all the way back. Yes, wow, that's the In beginning. 1998 Yeah. yeah.
5: So, so Sherry really does have a mutant origin story.
3: She does.
2: It it was wild, and I have like a horrible. lot of other like crazy stories of just things that happened. Like I got to go see them at MTV at TRL. Um,
5: oh, I would have died.
2: That's oh, something. yeah, there was like you had to submit a application with a like video. I think there was a video recording of why you needed to be selected. Maybe not a video because we didn't have videos back then, but like.
3: Netracks, that, that sounds just, like in like, TV. An...
2: Yeah, but like I had to like basically say like, this is why you need to pick me. Um, and then I got a hold of the casting director's information. And much like the Hanson voicemail, I called him every day. Every day. Did you pick anybody yet? Did you pick me? You should pick me. I should be there.
5: I need to be there. (laughs) You spent my entire life convincing myself that this is not how things work. And like, you're, you're, you're blowing that for me because I've been Uh doing this the whole time. Yeah, I had no.
2: And he like joked about how he liked my last name. So he picked me and we got to go. And that's when they premiered. They did. I feel like MTV was very progressive because they called the show at mtv it was literally the at symbol mtv Mm, and that's before we had handles on the internet so it's kind of funny and they made us all wear red our favorite color but it's (laughs) funny because they did that for a whole week and we the hansen fans were the only ones they made wear red
5: interesting
2: which is weird but anyway, so I have like a lot of funny stories like that. Like I used to have, um, I actually never told anybody or I don't think I've really told anybody this. I don't talk about it. But I used to have an email newsletter called Hansonitis. And I used to like oh, email it. people Hanson updates. Like this is where they are today. And these are the pictures that got released today. And here is like, if you need like this, you know, secret recording of this song, like here's Bridges of Stone. And like I would email people links and stuff. Where I'm were like, we wow, going now? Right. Wanting these things. <laughs> and who is your audience? I, I, mean, I legit had people on that email newsletter. I have no idea.
0: You're, wow. It
2: I'm impressed. Time, and I feel like it's funny because now, like, I have no access to any of that stuff anymore. And I wish I could just see it again.
5: <laughs> like, you know?
2: So, yeah, that was my crazy. Crazy Hanson story, but it wasn't until like coming back into the fandom after falling away during college that like I really started to experience Hanson as being accessible the way that they are now. I did have like obviously like that meet and greet and I had a friend that was a radio DJ. So like he would get me like autograph stuff, but like never like having that
1: connection that we have now. So, yeah, that's that's my origin. It's.
3: Oh, it's very good. So, I am. What about Rachel? What she left the conversation. She's right there. She's ah. back. Oh, she's back. Oh, okay, good. Okay, sorry. I, it just flashed. Okay. So yeah, you, uh, Rachel. Everybody, are you so,
4: not on Gallery View?
3: Me or her?
1: You. Yeah. I'm on a. I'm on my phone. Okay okay,
3: oh. okay, okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> do I Gallery ch-
1: View on your phone?
3: There we go. Okay, now I'm in the Gallery View. Well, okay, good. Now I. Sorry. Hello, here no, we I'm are. Here. Yeah. Here. Uh, here I am. Yes. It's just been popping y'all up as we talk, so whatever.
1: Oh, oh I hate that. Okay. Nah. All right. Um, mine is... Yeah. I
0: we we need to don't know. we need to hear two things from you. We need to hear your favorite or your most memorable the, the thing about twenty twenty two that sticks out for you in regards to Hanson Adventures. And then we want to hear your origin story, even if it's basic, even if it's the same one that all the people had we just want to know what is it that drew you in and kept you here especially because you're a
1: baby a baby well, just a baby. She's a baby um so for twenty twenty two. oh i mean it's a lot but it's not like i guess with us going on the first however many days
0: five um, five first five dates mm-hmm.
1: yeah and that was in the of, US. Like, yeah, thanks. thanks. <laughs> the one date that you guys didn't go with me, which was Raleigh. Um, I, I guess <laughs> it was kind of memorable for me having to clean up someone else's vomit. Yeah. What I got front row.
0: Like <laughs> you yeah. said, you have to make your own destiny sometimes.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Jerry did it over the phone. phone. You did yeah. it.
1: Anybody got water? And I cleaned like I was gagging while
0: I was doing it, but I was like, mm-hmm. barricade. That spot opened up and <laughs> yes. you were like, Let me help you with your vomit. I've got you. <laughs> uh,
1: but it was a great show.
0: Man, that that road trip, that's the first time that I've ever been able to do something quite like that with, you know, Dang. a group of friends. Chad and I have traveled to shows before, but that was really <laughs> before we had a larger network. Um you know, like traveled away, not just like to Tulsa, like to a totally different place just because.
1: Yeah.
0: And man, that was some of the, I mean, we'll, we'll probably do another episode where we go more in depth to like tour discussions or, you know, that kind of thing. Cause there is so much to be said. But once yeah, but again,
1: just like doing all the stuff, it's all the extra stuff that we exactly,
0: yeah. all of the in between moments and the matching tattoos at 1 a.m. somewhere in New Orleans. Car tacos, you know, Uh, car, car tacos that I really wanted to eat. Just all those moments that really (laughs) make you closer to a person. And this is why this is why we keep coming back. Right. Like Mm -hmm. keep coming back.
3: So, Rachel, like what else was there like a a moment that was like, oh, like besides a vomit moment, because that would be memorable, too. I mean, but like what was a oh, my gosh, kind of moment? I
0: don't know. What what about boomerang, y'all? Oh hey
1: yes, boomerang
3: was, and we were all there for that. We,
1: we,
0: are, all.
1: we were. That was amazing. Like at first, I didn't know. Like I was like, "What? What are they doing?
0: What they I remember the audible gasp in Kane's ballroom when we all recognized what was about, and I was ner- I was like, "Are they just going to tease us?" Like, are they yeah, I didn't think they were going to do the whole thing. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, and that then was- it, and then it was happening. I just remember being like,
5: "That was gonna- my." Market thought was: Is this actually happening? Like, are, mm-hmm. we, are we actually going to play the whole thing right now,
0: Sherry? What were you about to say? Well, no, I was just going to say
2: you should tell some of the stories so that people know what the heck. right. Well, in, and they don't
0: know. Sure, the at happened. at Hanson Day twenty twenty two was not at Hanson Day, which very small audience, probably. right? Mm-hmm. But they um they explain the origins of boomerang for the. First time publicly, I feel like, I feel like since they've told the story a lot in some different places, interviews or whatever. But we were there. Um, at, were they doing, um, the, was it the main show? No, that was,
3: it was like the first show. The, the songs one? and stories yeah. or whatever,
0: like the storyteller one. And they, they were just explaining about, um, the origins of, Mbop. Mbop, and where it came from, where the chorus came from. And the, they were writing another song that needed like a little something, some duo action over the chorus. And the next thing I know, they have launched right in to Boomerang, like the Boomerang. And that has never been, till then that had never been played live before, not post-fame. I mean, they played it in 1994. Who knows, but. And I think the the whole, at least for me, the f- that story
4: itself the fact that Umbop actually came out of yeah. was brand new information it was I for me know. then too
3: yeah i had no idea
4: i had I heard they've ever shared that before, before. right yeah. i i had heard them say before that Umbop came out of another song another like, song or something else or yeah. what but never that it was actually from boomerang which is a song that we this deep in the fandom did yeah. know
0: so that was really iconic i remember just like, my jaw dropped. I remember everybody in the room being so... And then, you know, like they you said... They played it, too. Like, they played Boomerang with Umbot Yeah. Board. Like... Yes.
2: They did the both. So, it was, like, the medley of the two together. Uh-huh. And that's what really, like, I feel yeah. like in that like moment a it was so, so profound.
4: From- like four or five marked moments that they managed to surprise us it wasn't just the one oh my gosh they're doing it it's the oh my gosh they're doing it oh it's just a teaser wait no now they're actually doing it oh my gosh umbap is layered with it oh
0: my gosh and then taylor's doing the hey girl (laughs) i see girls of all shapes and sizes and talking about zach teasing about zach
5: having to Leave, leave the stage around. for that. Uh-huh. Yeah.
4: Didn't he actually leave the stage? He did. They walked off. time, yeah. yeah. And then he actually walked away. Yeah. We were just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Callie, I'm really glad that you knew exactly where I was going with uh-huh. that. That was the fourth moment that I was uh-huh. <laughs> leading to.
3: <laughs> and what's well what was silly was that I did not comprehend, like because I've heard Boomerang. Callie has played it for me in the car. I like Boomerang. I did not understand what was going on. When it was happening. But in that moment, I was loving what they were doing because we've been to Hanson Day before and it would be like a song, songs and stories kind of show, but it wouldn't be them. It wasn't enough talking. I'm I'm glad they have a podcast because I want them to talk more. But that moment, I was like, this is what I want all the stories and songs to be. I want this. I want this for 10 songs, not just for this one. But of course, if they give us for just one, I'm glad it's this one. Now that I understand, I'm like, Holy crap, I didn't realize I was in such a special moment. But now I, I cherish it as well. It's like I've gotten I've I've only been to fifty shows and I've I I get to hear something only that someone's been only fifty. But like uh I get to hear something that someone who's been to three hundred shows since the beginning yeah. hasn't got to hear it.
0: We that was brand new for all of us. We were all in the same place in that moment that I'm not gonna lie. As soon as they said, Oh, well, this is how Wombop
1: came around, I was like, Oh God, not again. <laughs> yeah, like, because we like, you know, talk about the different chemical like, changes. Like, oh, what, what, wait, what? Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Agreed. I thought it was so, going to be the same story we've already heard a thousand times. And I was like, we we know we're here.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I thought they were going to tell us. Who are you
1: us, telling oh, this to? No. <laughs>
5: Who are you telling it to? <laughs> yeah. Do you think so, that our our reaction to that is why Isaac did the putting the blowfish? River thing so many times on the tour then because he just probably blow yeah blow our minds again he blow everybody's minds on the tour with this origin of a Hanson song yeah like like the formula worked once you know so yeah
0: listen I, yeah. I, I don't care what anybody says I love that hootie mashup well, well it, yes. loved it every time he did it I pretend I'm upset he's not gonna do deeper every time but no I really liked it no, I really liked it. What's interesting to me is that you say that he did that so many
4: times on the red, green, blue tour that it's like a marked thing that like when he played river, he did the hoodie and the bluefish thing. But that was not Sherry's in my experience. Right. Because the vast majority of the times that we heard him play river, it was not vast majority, but the first few, um, it was in Europe and he did not do it once in Europe. They didn't do any of their like funny little referencing back to something else in like, society deeper in Europe yeah so I think yes but to your point Twilight, I think you're right like I think he really likes that reaction that it gets I'm sure that's what it was yeah he didn't he didn't do it in a place that he wasn't
1: sure would get the the reaction reaction. yeah yeah.
3: absolutely so Rachel's origin story
1: Mm -hmm. oh it's not exciting at all we want (laughs) to know
5: that's what (laughs) Sherry said and then she blew our minds. so I don't know (laughs) Hansonitis
1: <laughs> over here. The
0: yeah, Hansonitis no, in the
5: room.
1: So it's still <laughs> my newsletter name, Okay, still trademarked. <laughs> so in April of 1997, I was a uh, baby's old, six years old.
0: Yeah. My lord! Wow!
3: <laughs> wow! Dear God!
1: Yeah, I was. When I say I'm just a baby,
3: <laughs> no, you me. really are.
1: So let me put that in the context
5: of my my six year old for a minute. I'm trying to I'm but, trying to that. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I I heard my sisters always watched MTV and they were my one sister was obsessed with like Salt and Pepper and my other sister was like when Britney and In and the Backstreet Boys came out she was all about them. So I would watch MTV with them and that song came on and I was I got obsessed with it. Wait so, um, song. What song was it?
0: I don't know if I ever oh. heard it. <laughs> oh. That one. That was oh. A good song. oh, you know the chorus from Boomerang. Oh, <laughs> right. That was it. I
1: begged my mom to get me the cassette tape because at the time I didn't have a CD player. I was still. We were all like strictly cassettes. The only person that had the CD player was my dad, and we weren't really weren't allowed to touch it. But I had my little walk, like my little Walkman cassette player. And I don't know. my I don't know if it was like for Easter or what, but my mom got me the cassette tape and I forced her to listen to it <laughs> over and over and over again. Anytime it was just me and my mom in the car, I'd be like, can we listen to it? And she would let me listen to it. Um, and then me and one of my my best friend at the time, her name was Whitney.
4: We, I had a best friend named Whitney
0: during that era. I also had a best friend named Whitney during that era. She was an Isaac girl. I did not have a best friend named Whitney at that
1: time. Or now. <laughs>
0: well, what were you doing? I don't know, yeah.
3: but
2: I'm going to fix this right now. No, yeah, we did it wrong, Jerry. Sorry.
3: Yeah. So the podcast is split. Half had a best friend named Whitney. <laughs> The other half did not. Okay.
4: Yeah. So, now if we need to divide teams for anything. <laughs> <laughs> we, that's the teams.
3: Whitney's. Whitney's.
1: We were all like anytime that they would come on TV, we would watch and I'd talk about how, oh, how much we love them. But we were also in second grade. So like <laughs> things like going to concerts really wasn't realistic. So like we were still on the night that they are, just these people that live in our TV and they live on the radio and the magazines. Yeah. There's no way that we would ever like be able to actually go. They weren't real. hmm. Yeah. Uh, so then, um, in 99, uh, my family moved to literally the middle of nowhere, oh, yeah. Northern Michigan, where Bing. the only place to get CDs was the drugstore. <laughs>
4: Was there a bus stop
5: there?
1: No. There
5: <laughs> <people>. <laughs> then it can't be the right place. It's <laughs>
1: that one stop the wrong one. Pass. The other
5: side of the lake from Milwaukee, so no bus stop. Right. So oh. The other of nowhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh But yeah, the only place that we could get music in our town was the drugstore. Mm. And the people who ran the drugstore... Only took what was like extremely, extremely popular to stock because they wanted to be able to sell it. And there was only so much that they could pull. So in the like 2000, 2001 timeframe, it was a lot of like Eminem and Faction Boys and NSYNC and Bernie Spears. And that's really all that we had available to us. So um, when I moved, uh, we moved right before school started and like the very first person I met her name was Ashley and she was putting stuff in her locker and she had a Hanson picture and I was like you like Hanson she's like yeah and she's like but nobody else does and I was like well I I like them <laughs> and me high fourth grade and we had talked about when we get old enough that we're gonna go go see them. Like we have we have to go see them at some point. uh, but then by the time that we got old enough, we had all kind of lost track of them because they weren't on MTV anymore. They weren't really accessible, and like the internet really wasn't a thing for us. Like even though it was the same time frame. We were too young to really use the internet, uh, and the only available internet that we had in our town was dial So, like, we didn't we didn't get high-speed internet until I think my junior or senior year of high school, and that was like DSL, like later. Like 2000? it wasn't available right? in our area. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah mm-hmm. yeah see that's where i moved yes. in the same time from the middle of nowhere but
4: it was college town so they would have had internet but um outside of college town in the middle
1: of nowhere um to a more metropolis place so that's fascinating our phone company only had dial <laughs> and there was only one phone company like you, <laughs> got, what you got
5: just like the drugstore mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's it. So, me, like, yeah. I hadn't lost track of it, but, uh like, getting Facebook and stuff and like that in college, like, any time that something would pop up with Hanson, like, my sisters or my friends would always send it to me and be like, oh, it's Hanson. You love Hanson. So, like, they always knew that I was... A- the Hanson girl. Uh... But like I had completely lost track of anything after this time around. Um and then it was probably twenty seventeen. Um that, Middle of Everywhere. Yeah. I didn't yep. I didn't go to that show, but like they had done a acoustic thing on A. Yes. Yeah. 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 And my sister said it to me It was like, You're actually really good. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then imagine that. Window. Here we are. Well, that was a re entry point for Chat and me, too, because Thank our you. kids were a little bit older by then. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Everly was only two, but still, they were getting to the point where we could. So, because we went to that show and we finally decided to go back to Hanson Day in 2018 after that, because we'd been back in the old days before it was the block party, like week long event that it is now. It was like literally one concert, yeah, and that was it. Um, so we had not been in a really long time. We weren't traveling a lot. So yeah, th- I think that was a um, re-entry point for a lot of people. Um, even though we can, we continued to be fans. We still consumed the music. We were still personally just as big of fans, but we weren't outwardly doing a lot of going and doing and going and being yeah. at the time. So that <laughs> was ding. I did
1: it <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> around that time. My friend Ashley, who we had always said that we were going to go do stuff, she ended up passing away
3: from oh,
1: Uh So, like every time I go, I'm like, oh, oh. I'm going to act like yeah. she's here with me.
0: Yeah, Gosh.
1: but like That's I was sweet going to her Instagram. It's and, very sweet. Like she was following Taylor, and mm-hmm. like she had kept up with them too.
4: Yeah. So. So you're doing all the things that you guys, like, had dreamed of and mm-hmm. about doing together. And yeah. that's really special. And I'm glad we get to be a part of it with you.
0: I know. That's the thing, what, Laura, what you were saying when you were a little kid. Like, you just never thought that you would have ever gotten to uh, meet them, much less, you know, run your hands through Zach's hair or have him <laughs> well, have him, have him crouch right onto your well, your forehead with his tiny shorts or you know just any of these you know interactions that we've had over the years like that's not supposed to happen it, yeah you know like that's not what you and i really feel like i don't even know that you i don't know that that's if, even while we were in it to begin with because that's not perceivable you know you just follow along for the ride because you like the music and your friends do too and then fun things happen you know yeah i think
1: that 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 spark that drew us all in you know hearing all these different
4: stories like we all have a semi-different version of it um but i think you know to point back to the which i'm going to point back to something that may or may not actually be used in the same time frame in the same audio uh segment or whatever but um Sherry's comment about the Grammy show and Zach answering the question about the moment that they knew that they had something that would like would last or that really was, you know, legitimate or whatnot, um being that this generational thing that people outside of the moment in time that were drawn in originally can have a new um a new perspective on their work. Um, but to speak to that, just to say, like we all did have that. Kind of moment in time that drew us in, but I think the people that are still here um or you know are still listening are still consuming this music, still you know on this ride, and um, it wasn't just, oh, we're listening to this because it's on the radio because it's popular like it's there was something that drew us in on a different level, or there had to have been, or else
1: we wouldn't be here, no. Yeah. Let me tell you, my little emo six-year-old self. speak take <laughs> up yearbook. <I> yeah. Bet. <laughs>
3: yeah, yearbook. I would. Oh yeah, yearbook Aaron,
1: was. Like, mm-hmm. Loved it. Just,
0: my seven-year-old ever. Yeah. My seven-year-old Everly loves yearbook, and Broken Angel because it makes her cry. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Oh,
1: that was really cute.
3: It was very cute. It was fun to tell Zach. I was like. She loves Broken Angel, and then I was like, "Damn it, she loves Broken Angel."
0: Uh,
3: and he was like, "But you're, but you but you're gonna play it for?" I said, "Oh, absolutely, I'm gonna play it for." Her.
0: Uh, kid, what's your origin
3: story? So, uh, for everyone listening, I'm I'm a 41 year old man, and <laughs> uh, I'm old. Like we just had what? the baby. The baby just spoke, so now the old man is going to speak. Yes. And uh, so well, when I am a sophomore in high school in '97. And while, uh, and even before high school, um, I, uh, Callie may be surprised about this, but when I was younger, I had trouble falling asleep. That is not the case now at all. Um, but when I was younger, I had to like calm my brain down having ADHD and just find a way to go to sleep. So my parents would play music for me. Uh, I would have a headset that I'd listen to the radio and I'd fall asleep to the radio. And um, lots of oldies. And so I just became a lover of music in general. I just, I love good music. So fast forward to sophomore year of high school, I hear Umbap, of course, like everybody else. I had the single, I had the CD single of um-bop, uh to listen to my Sony Walkman, my Discman. And it had Umbap, the radio edit, the Dust Brothers remix. Like I, I I Mm. listened to that. Oh yeah. A lot of bongos on that mix. A lot of bongos. Mm -hmm. Um, but was into it. Remember watching it, uh, on MTV. Like we had TVs in our classrooms and I would get in the classroom. My sophomore year, I had a world history teacher. He left the door unlocked. So we'd go in the room, turn the lights on and flip on the TV and just watch MTV. And the music video would be on the TV. So into it. I remember having a conversation with a guy be like, yeah, that's a, it's a family. Like that, that's their, their sister and their two brothers. And of, of course, <laughs> I didn't know what I was talking about, but I was excited and I liked the song. Um, of course, I'm 15 and I'm a boy. So I also would like Limp Biscuit at the time. So, uh,
1: well, we'll, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, I mean, we, that's not this podcast conversation. We can have a very long discussion about limb Biscuit Good. if we wanted, to. Oh, we should. Yeah, Twilight, Twilight yeah. and I could have let's a very let's do it. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, just uh, limb biscuit, Not right now. Just, just no, like okay, that. sorry. Later. Right. So later. But anyway, uh, so it was. I was very much a part of me. I was not calling a hotline. I was not. Taping pictures of them up on my wall. But I did enjoy the music. And every time, like, when the single, next single came out, uh, Where's the Love, Weird. I loved the music video for Weird, and I liked the song a lot. So I was liking everything. Didn't own Middle of Nowhere, but I liked all the singles they put out. Then, uh, This Time Around comes out. I did not buy This Time Around, but I straight up stole it from my sister. I just took it from her. And just would listen to it uh, all the time in the car. Uh, would listen to it would like have it in the car for like a whole week and then I'd change it out to like the OC supertones or something like that. Um but uh yeah because I'm a recovering evangelical Christian. So with that being the case I would change that out. No, no I'm not I'm just joking. It's all right, cut, cut, cut that cut that cut that cut that. Um but it would uh I would play it and I I loved this time around is like probably my favorite Hanta City just because of the the music is not only awesome but like i just really enjoy all those songs live like when they play this time around when they play um you know every single track like getting to see that acoustic last year was amazing or semi-acoustic um that that was a really was it was yeah that 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 show was lit so as the kids say 10 years (laughs) ago um so uh, I'd been a fan, but it was like very much in stages. And it wasn't until like, cause they had all, you know, they, they you know, had to deal with a record label and do all that stuff and go independent. And it was actually, you know, meeting Callie and her being like, you like Hanson? And I was like, yes, I like Hanson because our mutual friend Sandy also liked Hanson. Um, I we, I, I like
1: Sandy. yes.
3: And so, uh, it was, uh, her being like, hey, they have a new album out. Hey, here's underneath. And I was like, Oh, and I was working in college radio at the time and I was, uh, I played underneath on the my college radio show and people were like, why are you playing Hanson? I was like, because this is good. Like it's good music. Like that's a good album. So, uh, the other pretentious music people that were there were like, please don't play that again. And I was like, what's my show? I think I'll do what I want. So. Definitely, uh, my fandom increased by meeting Callie, but it happened in stages and it's very much like a tree. Like a seed was planted back in 97 and it grew very slowly. Plant a flower, plant a rose. And so it definitely has blossomed over time. I mean, getting to be a fan for this long has been a wonderful experience to not only meet all these fabulous people, but to really grow with a band and like your musical tastes change over time. I mean, we can all say that we like other artists other than Hanson. Um,
0: oh, I don't. You-,
3: <laughs> you almost made me knock my phone off. <laughs> but um, just getting to experience this one band over this amount of time, it has kind of almost been, and I've told them before, it's almost been like a marriage. It's like, you know, growing with them over time, seeing them grow as artists, seeing them grow as songwriters and try new things and do new things and us being right there along with it. It has been a really great, you know, a musical ride thing. Oh, yeah. And, um, just to get to experience it all. I mean, everything from, uh, the first time we were at Hanson, before we kind of met all y'all, we were at Hanson day and we were on the barricade cause she, uh, Callie had camped out with a bunch of these other people. And, um, I saw, uh, Tay Jesus for the first Tay Zeus, as we like to call him now. Uh, like he did the piano version of uh Runaway Run.
4: When he took his hair down, yeah, uh, yes.
3: House. Yes, yes. So I think we were all there, but like uh it was it was definitely like one of those moments and like the dust is floating in the spotlight and everything. And it was just like a oh, to feel the palpable energy in the room, some of the most palpable Moments of feeling music has been at Hanson shows for me, so it's just been really great. It's been a a wonderful journey of it growing over time. To start with, like, oh, I love, I love this song. To now, just getting to see them fifty times and getting to experience places like Jamaica, Tulsa, Austin. You know, one day Portland. You know, just uh, you know, I'll come. I'll come back to North Carolina. Kelly and I actually went to the Myrtle Beach. That's South Carolina, but we went to that Durham show at the little Durham Theater a long time ago. So we've actually been to North Carolina and done that. But it's like, just getting to experience it with all the wonderful people, like y'all that we've met and just spending that time with a, with a band and just really listening and kind of sinking into the layers. is pretty awesome over the years. It's pretty fantastic.
5: Because um, now I want to hear everybody's like, we heard our origin stories, but I want to hear like the like the oh moment, you know, like, where did you, how did you get hooked?
0: Yeah, I want to know That's what it
5: right. is. I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to
0: know what it is that keeps people like us. And we, I mean, this might even be a topic where we, if we want to invite a friend of a, some kind to mm-hmm. come on and talk about it too, so that we have outside opinions. Mm-hmm. But like, why are we still doing this? What is it about mm-hmm. this whole world this whole thing that keeps us coming back for all these years and what's so special and the answer might be a little different for everybody or might be the same and I think that that's also interesting
5: I I had amazing seats for Albertine tour and I that blew up but that wasn't my but it wasn't until underneath acoustic that I went oh this is my band oh yeah oh I'm in this now
4: and underneath the kushik is when I fell off and was like, "Oh wow, I did it! Okay."
5: And I checked that whole episode. We just dead. talk about the walk, just our different perspectives on the walk. I yeah, feel like. oh, I'm gonna yeah. write it down. Bring other people in for that too. Mm-hmm. Nah. I've some other perspectives. So,
1: I'm actually glad I didn't hear that when I was. That would have been what? That was. Two
0: thousand seven. Seven.
5: Yeah. I feel oh, like that God. was life changing, but not the way they intended it to be for me. So, yeah, okay, that was this.
1: June, junior, mm-hmm. in the senior year, but then I was so great, young, like, it's a, baby. Yeah, that it's was- a baby. just a baby. I don't think I it would have really like fully embraced it as much had I heard it then, versus when I first heard it years. Yeah,
3: later. like you, it comes to you, like 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 I was mentioning, it comes in waves and it comes in stages, and that's that's good because almost like with like a relationship with a person maybe you meet somebody and you get to know them you like them and then like and there's go a off spark there's a lot and of there's chemistry spark.
0: there's a lot of like heat in the beginning yeah but,
3: but then like but they it have to go about out.
0: a long term thing that keeps you interested and there's something akin to that here in this yeah. like there's something some reason that through like any of the stuff that we're like okay I don't really like that album okay I don't really like that EP
3: shit you or, tweeted or whatever yeah like, yeah
0: whatever it is what is it that we continue to, yeah. That's our episode. Thanks again for listening to All This, Nothing, and More. You can find us on Instagram at all this nothing and more, or you can email us questions, whatever, at all this nothing and more at gmail.com. Our podcast is edited and produced by Candace Finley.